Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass. I am uh, Randy Miller. Tom Baker is normally uh, sitting in the Simmons seat, but the chair is empty right now because he's on his way to the uh, studio, so hopefully he'll be here um, within the next few minutes to uh, kick off our show. We've got a good... Uh, show on tap for uh, everyone uh, today. We're going to talk about the Daytona Road Course race. Um, one of the one of the races on the schedule where you know we were all excited about them running that course for the very first time, um, and so we will uh, break down what happened with all of the divisions of racing that happened over the weekend. Um, we're also going to be joined by our guest today, which I'm excited about, uh, Steve Arpin. Uh, long-time racing fans probably remember when Arpin used to run um, ARCA Series for uh, Venturini Motorsports. Um, he's done some truck series racing with uh, Turner Motorsports. Um, the last three or four years, he's actually done some rallycross racing. Um, he was actually a X Games Olympian as well, um, representing his home country of Canada. So the last several years have been kind of a tumultuous environment for the um, rallycross drivers as uh, they've been trying to get their feet wet on American soil and uh, hasn't been going so very well for them. But they're picking up some steam and they're trying to do some things to uh, to bring rallycross racing back to the United States. So we'll talk to him about that. A lot of good things on the horizon. Um, and there's also that rumor out there that he uh, may have an opportunity to run in the SRX series um, that uh, Tony Stewart and Ray Evernham have started. So hopefully we'll get some uh, inside intel on uh, that as well. We're going to talk about silly season as well. There's been uh, a lot more rumors that have uh, been, uh, I guess, had fuel thrown into them uh, over the last uh, few weeks involving uh, the likes of Denny Hamlin and uh, the RCR situation with the Xfinity Series car. Um, that Kaz Grala has been, I think he was the most recent guy to uh, be in that car, but of course everybody saw on Sunday uh, what he did in the Daytona Road Course, filling in for Austin Dillon and uh, leading some laps toward the end of the race, ended up finishing in the top 10, um, and I think he turned a lot of heads uh, during that uh, Sunday race. So we'll talk to uh, to Tom a little bit about uh, what he thinks. He's a, he's a big Kaz Grala fan. Um, and knows Kaz really well, so I know that he's going to have a lot to, to say on that subject as well. And, of course, more rumors involving Eric Jones, uh, the new Spire uh, team, the secondary team that they bought from LFR, um, and more uh, on Silly Season, which we'll have a little bit later on too. Um, also coming up, we are going to break down the current uh, throwback paint schemes that have been announced for the uh, Darlington Throwback Weekend, the Southern 500, coming up in a few weeks uh, Labor Day weekend, as a matter of fact. Lots of paint schemes um, that uh, have been unveiled. A lot of really cool paint schemes. And then today, Jimmy Johnson uh, unveiled his paint scheme, which I have yet to see personally, but I did hear that they uh, unveiled it. It is a kind of a tribute to Richard Petty and uh, Dale Earnhardt with the seven-time championship theme, um, which should be cool to, to see that. So I'll try to pull it up um, and see if we can get a picture of it on social media. Um, for you guys to look at. And then coming up on our last uh, segment of the day, we're going to talk Indy 500, the Indy 500 coming up this weekend. Uh, the most prestigious race on the IndyCar circuit typically is uh, Memorial Day weekend, but uh, because of the coronavirus, it's been pushed back uh, by a couple of months. And so uh, this weekend marks the 94th running, or I guess the 93rd running of it. Uh, so uh, we will talk to, uh, to Tom about that. 
again, he's a big IndyCar guy, so uh, we have the complete starting grid for you as well as some of the big storylines uh, heading into um, the race the race weekend. So the Daytona Road Course was the first race on the schedule um, this this past weekend, or the, the first of four races on the schedule. ARCA ran on uh, Friday night, uh, Xfinity on Saturday, and then uh, Trucks and Cup on Sunday. Uh, the big winner in the ARCA race was uh, our buddy uh, Michael Self from uh, Venturini Motorsports, the, the green dino car is what I like to call it. Um, but he uh, visited Victory Lane, his second win uh, of the year. So uh, he has a commanding series point lead already. Uh, so that has kind of solidified his uh, championship run. Uh, but I, I talked to, to Nick Muncher, who is the, the PR director over at Venturini Motorsports, um, also uh, one of our part-time uh, producers of, of the Mo- Motorsports Madness and uh, Inside Pass Show. Um, but uh, they were really excited about the win. Uh, it was one of those races where they thought maybe they weren't going to be able to be as competitive as they normally are um, because this was kind of a new, basically a, a whole new racetrack for a lot of guys, especially in the ARCA series because if you think about the, the ARCA series roster, a lot of those guys are young uh, up-and-coming drivers and don't really have a lot of experience running any kind of racetrack, much less the Daytona Road Course. It's such a famed course that it is. Um, but uh, guys like Michael Self always uh, thrive in that kind of environment. And uh, he went out and uh, won himself another trophy. So uh, congratulations to Venturini Motorsports, Michael Self, and, and the guys over at uh, TRD uh, for a commendable job there. Uh, Saturday, the Xfinity Series ran uh, their road course race. And of course, Everybody pretty much assumed that it was going to be a Chase Briscoe and uh, Austin Cindric type of show, and, and that's pretty much what happened until toward the end um, of the race. So a couple of restarts and uh, several drivers that, uh, especially during that last restart, some of those drivers just didn't know which direction to turn uh, during the, the course, and a couple of uh, guys got off course. Chase Briscoe was one of those guys that uh, found himself... Uh, backwards on the racetrack and so by the time everybody got turned back around it was Austin Sendrick that uh, took the lead and uh, ultimately won and uh, this is now uh, another streak that he started he won four races in a row uh, before he lost uh, a few weeks ago and now he's back on a streak again I think this is his second uh, win in a row maybe third win in a row um, but he is just doing uh, doing good things with uh, the Penske racing team in that 22 car and that's one of the things that uh, he's one of the drivers that's kind of been in the rumor mill uh, the last several weeks. I mean, uh, the situation over at Stuart Haas Racing, kind of a tumultuous one because um, Clint Boyer and Eric Almirola both in contract years. Uh, so there's a possibility that two of the four rides at Stuart Haas are going to be available. Um, there's no word yet on uh, exactly you know what will happen with those two cars. I mean, obviously Clint Boyer has stated he would like to come back. Um, as a matter of fact, he would like to finish his career with uh, Stuart Haas Racing, but you know sponsorship money plays a huge role um, in what the team decides to do going forward. So that's one of the uh, the dominoes that still has to fall, um, along with uh, Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola also is in a contract year as well with Stuart Haas and uh, no indication on whether or not he will resign. The big thing with that team is the fact that a lot of the sponsorship money and a lot of the sponsorship from that team comes from Smithfield Foods. Um, and Smith Smithfield Foods is a Japanese company uh, now, no longer American uh, American owned. Uh, so a lot of those sponsorship dollars will, will just come from, you know, whether or not uh, Smithfield decides to re-up with the 10 team or whether or not they want Eric Amarola behind the wheel of that car. 
um, in the future. There's two guys at play right now in terms of that uh, that ride. Austin Cindric obviously um, is a Penske guy, so he's not uh, eligible for that ride. You would think he would be in a Penske ride um, if he's going to to remain a uh, you know part of that organization. But of course, his dad is is one of the higher ups at Penske, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, one would lead me to believe that if he's going to be in the Cup Series in 2021. It would be a Wood Brothers car he would be in, which would mean that uh, Matt DiBenedetto would not have a ride. Um, but that all remains to be seen as well. Um, but over with the Stuart Haas situation, uh, you've got uh, Kyle Larson, who uh, a lot of people have been uh, advocating for Tony Stewart to sign him to a ride um, because a lot of people believe, that, and obviously you know, seeing what he's done on the dirt side of things, he obviously has the talent to succeed. Um, having won you know thirty some odd races in, in you know his last forty starts, so um, obviously doing good things. It's a kind of a situation with Kyle Larson. It would be number one: Does he want to come back to the uh, Cup Series? Does he want the burden of, of being able to to drive those cars again? Um, and number two, you know, are the wounds healed now? I mean, it's been several months since he made the mistake of of using a racial slur during an I race. Um, which ultimately ended up costing him his ride at uh, Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, so one would think, I mean, he's uh, he's gone through the appropriate protocols of NASCAR. He's gone through the uh, sensitivity training course. Um, I, to my knowledge, he has not asked for reinstatement into NASCAR, which is the next step in the process. Um, he would obviously have to be reinstated by the sport to be able to talk to other teams or you know try to get a situation where he would be in a car for 2021. Um, and then again, the other thing is sponsorship. I mean, you know, he lost a lot of sponsorships due to his, you know, his role and what happened in that situation. Um, and so it's, it's going to come down to having a sponsor out there that's willing to take a chance on him um, and give him a second chance. Has he learned his lesson? I absolutely believe that he has. The question, of course, is going to become, you know, what sponsor is going to step up? And so, you know what? We understand that mistakes happen. You made a mistake. We think that you have moved on from the mistakes, so we're going to give you the opportunity um, to, you know, get back into the NASCAR world and race competitively. Which, of course, being a driver like Kyle Larson, you obviously don't want to go to a situation where you're not going to be competitive. Um, you're obviously going to want to be in a situation where you are thinking long term. You know, what he's doing right now on the dirt side of things, running all the sprint car races, all of the. Um, you know, Circuit of Champion or Circuit of All Stars and World of Outlaws and all the races he's been he's been running lately and being successful and winning, it's kind of one of those. You know, do you really want to take that chance and go back on the Cup side of things, um, or do you want to stay on dirt where you're you know you're being dominant and being competitive? Um, you know, it's just one of those things that Kyle has to decide for himself before anybody else can make those decisions. But obviously, Kyle Larson is a guy who wants to run competitively and he wants to run for a team that will allow him to continue racing a sprint car, um, which if you look at the current landscape of the NASCAR world, not many teams are allowing their their, uh, drivers to go out there and uh, risk bodily injury to themselves by running races that are not necessary when you're running for a championship or when you're running for a high-dollar sponsor. Those sponsors obviously want your undivided attention. So it's going to be coming up with a contract that suits Kyle Larson's style. Um, and obviously, you know, when you look at that aspect of it, obviously Tony Stewart Racing and, and, you know, Stuart Haas is going to be the first guy that, the first team that comes to mind because of Tony Stewart's background in, in dirt and the fact that he actually still runs some dirt races too. 
um, on the side. So obviously, fitting-wise, that's probably going to be his best option. But of course, you know, lots of things will uh, have to happen for for that to uh, to take place. So we'll see how um, how all that goes. Um, in the weeks to come, we'll, we'll keep you posted on uh, everything that goes on um, with Kyle Larson. So um, getting back to the Daytona road course race from uh, the weekend, I, I mentioned Austin Cedric picking up the victory um, on Saturday in the Xfinity Series race. Lots of other action uh, beyond the the winner of himself, uh, A.J. Allmendinger and uh, Justin Allgaier come to mind as they were pounding on each other's uh, you know doors toward the end of the race. And uh, so uh, Austin Cedric picking up the win there. Uh, the Truck Series race on uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, Austin, uh, Sheldon Creed ended up in victory lane on that race. Um, and then the Cup Series race on Sunday was uh, Chase Elliott, which, of course, uh, everybody knew Chase was going to be competitive. And Tom has finally joined us uh, so he can uh, now speak to what we're talking about with uh, the Cup Series race on Sunday, Chase Elliott picking up the victory um, in a race that we all thought Chase would be competitive. He's become quite the road race master, uh, as it seems. Well, he certainly has. Uh, you know, what's interesting, too, about Chase is that he actually, you would think that he would not be the guy. I mean, he grew up racing late models on ovals, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, he is just taken to the road courses like a duck to water over the last couple of years. And boy, he has been extremely strong. I mean, I, oh. you know, it's it's kind of one of those situations where even when he messes up and when we saw him make a classic mistake at the Roval last yes, year and what happens he drives all the way back through the field and wins. Yep. I mean, it's really incredible what he's turned into yep. as a road course yep. racer. Yep. You know, I mean, it's not even just that he has the best car, puts himself in the best positions, he just flat out drives people. Yep. And, you know, I thought his performance on Sunday was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Pit road strategy played into a part as well, but they sure. you know, that didn't seem to bother him either. He just, you know, rolled with the punches and went yep. right on through the field and ended up in victory lane. So um, great job by uh, by Chase Elliott. Helps me on Fantasy NASCAR because I picked Chase to win. But um, th- those points battles are, are even tight too, and we'll, we'll talk about that uh, on Thursday on tomorrow night's uh, Motorsports Man Show if you're watching us on Facebook Live. Um the Motorsports Madness show will be uh, tomorrow night. So um, we are going to uh, step off to a quick break uh, so I can catch my breath. Um, and when we come back on the other side of the break, we'll talk about silly season. We'll talk about uh, the latest paint scheme news from Darlington um, and a whole lot more. Hopefully Steve Arpin will join us as well. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. Man, what some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. Randy Miller, Tom Baker is finally sitting in the Silman seat, so I don't have to ramble for the next 15 minutes. But uh, I think it was quality. You did a great job. I think it was quality radio, but it, you, you have to go back awesome. and, and listen to it. I almost didn't and, come into the studio. I'm like, Randy's uh, on a roll. I can just No, watch. I need somebody to talk to. Those walls just don't talk back. So. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so we were talking about the, the Daytona Road Course race, and uh, so hopefully Steve Arpin is going to join us in a little bit. I'm excited to talk to him about the the future of rallycross racing in North America because it's this is one country where it just doesn't ever seem to take off, and I think it's thrilling, thrilling stuff. Um, and they had a, a American, uh, what is it, America's rally, uh, rallycross Americas or whatever it was a couple of years ago, um, which unfortunately folded because they didn't have funding. Uh, they couldn't find like a primary sponsorship for it, so it ended up folding, but um, Steve's been working with uh, some some guys that work with Nitro Circus, Travis Pastrana, and, and those guys, and they've actually been doing 
some rallycross stuff with the Nitro Circus for the last couple of years, but they've kind of taken that whole mentality and, and kind of, you know, came up with some people that were interested in taking it out of the Nitro Circus and kind of putting it back yep. onto the the mainstream United States, uh, you know, TVs and stuff like that. So we'll see um, if they're making any traction there. I also heard a rumor that uh, he has uh, been in contact with Ray Everham and Tony Stewart about the SRX thing. So, eh, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for him there. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, he is a he is a he is a former champion of rallycross racing. So, and a former X Games gold medalist. So, yeah. I mean, he technically does qualify. He is a champion. Um, well, and I don't know that they're necessarily. I don't know what the criteria is, but yeah, I'm that's saying. the thing. I don't really exactly know where they're going. So far, we've got a couple of IndyCar racers and a NASCAR racer. Mm-hmm. And today, Elio Castroneves. Oh, I didn't see yes, that. I Elio, missed that. Elio was uh, announced today. As part of the team. So we got so, three IndyCar drivers. Yeah, three IndyCar and of course, Elio technically now is a sports car driver, yeah. but yeah. trying to win his fourth, in no, fifth? Fourth, I'm confused. Fourth or fifth. Fourth, I think it's fourth, fourth I believe. I think Indy fourth Indy 500. Um, you know, you, if he wins this year, you'd have to think that he comes back next year to go for the fifth. You'd hope. You know, you and think. he, Elio's still got gas in the tank, man. He, he is still <laughs> as strong and as aggressive and mm-hmm. as passionate about what he's doing as he was you know five ten years ago so i'm hoping that he has a good run this year and that uh, penske decides to give him another chance next year to to run when hopefully we'll have fans back yeah. bobby, bobby labina needs some love over there at srx he's the only cut the only nascar driver that aside from tony stewart obviously that has yeah been it's interesting so. i'm not sure exactly i mean unless you're counting elio as a sports car racer i mean i, I don't know so far, it seems to be an IndyCar series. <laughs> Pretty much, it's kind of it's like interesting. A, it's like it's cart. The first, yeah, almost. the first four drivers announced. Three of them are outside yeah. of NASCAR, yeah. and I'm hoping that they announce. I want to see a couple short track guys. I want to see yeah. a Bubba Pollard. You know, I want to see a Doug Kobe from the modified mm. wheel and modified tour. You know, some folks like that. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you you want the diversity, even you know, if if Arpin is part of that group, that would be a whole like a different sure. realm of yeah. you know discipline, but. I feel like you you kind of need all the disciplines. You know, if you're going to have like an IROC series, you should probably have all of the you know the champions of their respective series in there. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so let's talk about silly season because it's it's kind of seemed to be one of those things where every week there's another rumor that gets started by somebody somewhere in the internet world, and it kind of takes off and becomes its own little you know uh, troll, I guess. It kind of sits there until you know somebody debunks the rumors. But there's a lot of things going on, uh, I guess, behind the scenes. Um, that uh, the average fan doesn't ever know about because it right. doesn't ever get talked about until you know the one domino starts falling and then you know everything seems to fall into place. But um, a couple of the rumors around RCR and their Xfinity Series team because this year they kind of went a different route. They don't have a full time driver. Right. Um, that the two car isn't even you know, being ran right now, which was the car that that uh, Tyler Reddick won the championship with um, last year. But the twenty one car has become this phenomenal you know car no matter who's in the car every week it seems to be whoever's in the car is is running in the top 10 and contending for the win um between anthony alfredo and kaz Grala and uh Mayan nice, snyder man. um all three of those guys have been competitive in their respective races they ran in that car um but a a rumor that that's kind of been spreading is that rcr wants to make that car a full-time ride in 2021 and no longer have the uh, merry-go-round of drivers, or the carousel of drivers, if you will. 
Um, and, and so now the I guess all eyes are on well, which one of the three drivers is is going to get the ride? Because I mean, if you think all three drivers are incredible drivers, yeah. they all bring something to the table. And I think, especially after Sunday and seeing the performance that Cascarella put on, I, I don't really know if you know you uh, Anthony Alfredo obviously is his competition. He's finished in the top ten on every right. start he's had. Um, but Matt Snyder kind of, I mean, he has other options. You know, I guess it just depends on which one of the two guys, either Alfredo or Casgrala's main sponsor, is going to step up and take the, the reins and say, you know, we'll sponsor that car full time if my guy's in the ride. I don't think any. I don't think any of the three come up with one full time sponsor. I think it's a rotation mm-hmm. um, among sponsors. I know that Anthony is. Uh, there's a lot of activity in Anthony's camp mm-hmm. with regard to that and some things that are trying to go forward. And I know Kaz has the same kind of situation. There's a lot of activity and a lot of push to make some things happen. Um, not sure about Myatt, uh, but again, Myatt has, like you said, he has some other options. My guess would be you would see either Anthony or Kaz um, in that car and probably a second car come back yeah. into the fold because they're not going to let either of those guys go. Now, maybe one of them gets something somewhere else, but I, I will tell you this. They love Anthony Alfredo over there, mm-hmm. and they're starting to really love Kaz Grahl. <laughs> so, see why. You know. I mean, if it's one of those things, right. it's like whatever. All right, uh, we're going to go to the Strutmasters.com hotline and bring in our guest uh, for the day. I'm excited to talk to him. It's been oh, it's been three years this week since he's been on the show. It's incredible. I actually looked it up because I was, I was wow. curious. The last time he was on our show, it's been three. It was the August 26, twenty seventeen, when he was last on our show. So goodness gracious, yeah, it's been a long time. But he's been I didn't out have doing any gray hair back then. I I had well, I had a little <laughs> bit, but um, I, I had kids. Uh, so we um, it's been a while since he's been on, but he's been doing great things, and hopefully he has uh, some news to pass along. I, I hope that we can bring some more information about this, you know, rally cross the North America type thing because I'm really looking forward to to it being back because it's one of the most exciting disciplines I think. Um, in racing, but uh, NASCAR fans probably recognize him uh, as a former driver for in the ARCA series. He drove for Venturini Motorsports. He drove for Turner Motorsports. Did some some junior motorsports racing in the Xfinity series, which I think was nationwide then. Um, but Steve Arpin is on the uh, inside pass, uh, buddy. It's been a long time, but thanks for taking some time out to join us today. <laughs> well, hey, I am so sorry for being a few minutes late. We've been uh, we've been working on all these announcements that you're talking about to hopefully get things out here soon. It's and a, I tell you what, everything that's coming together is, is, is sure getting exciting. You, you know, if you knew what happened behind the scenes today, you, would, you wouldn't even be worried about that's being late. That's the recurring theme of this show today, is being a few minutes late. Our well, show, traffic is really ugly out there. Our right show now. almost started five minutes late because both hosts were not in the building. Yeah. So I, I, will, I will just say, you, the, the trend continues and continues. But um, So as I mentioned, it's been like three years since you've been on the program, but you've done a lot of things since that time frame. You, you drove for Chip Ganassi back in 2018. Um, and then drove for your current team, uh, Lowenbro, in 2019, uh, which was then America's Rallycross Series, which unfortunately kind of folded before it even got off the ground. But I, I know that you have been working hard on trying to turn that around and, and trying to do new things with the Rallycross in America because it's a really cool discipline. And, and I, I, you know, if anybody's watched the X, X Games, uh, ESPN does them, uh, you know, every couple of years, but um, they usually have Rallycross on that. Um, and I know that uh, for a while, you know, the, the uh, World Rallycross was doing some races in, in America, too, that you guys were a part of. But um, some big things, I think, happening with the Rallycross, uh, you know, in North America. Maybe you can talk a little bit more uh, about that for us. 
Absolutely. You know, you know, it's kind of funny because at the time when whenever something goes wrong, you think it's the worst thing in the world, right? Yep. And seeing GRC go away, we were we were absolutely mortified. And then ARX came along, and, and IMG was thrown in that. And at the time, we thought it could have been potentially the best thing in the world. And and when we say it's just a shame that 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 kind of went away before it even got off the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, that's possibly one of the best things that ever happened to us with with the way things are shaping up now. And uh, obviously, we we all know the last two years we've had kind of a one-off marquee event with Nitro World Games, and they brought Rallycross into the mix and everything they do, and Travis Pastrana and what he's built over there at Nitro Circus. And nothing's finalized yet. It's not it's not official, but I, I think it's pretty safe to say that, that, that we are investing big time over here at Lone Bro Motorsports and confident what the future of Rallycross has in store and the effort, if, if like 2020 has been a crazy year, right? It's been absolutely insane. But if you want to find the silver lining, like there's always a silver lining in something. And the, the coolest part is it's given all of these guys at Nitro, uh, like it's no secret, the cat's kind of out of the bag, that, that stuff's happening, stuff's happening behind the scenes, it's coming together. So I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for saying too much here. But this this coronavirus thing has given us a, or given all the guys at Nitro a time, to, an opportunity to sit back and really kind of dot all the I's and cross all the T's and, and kind of take all of the best components of what Res Rally crossed in the past and combine that with everything they've learned on the extreme sports side of things and what they've done globally all over the world with Nitro Circus. And and then on top of that, kind of mix in the, the crazy brainchild thing that Travis Pastrana comes up with that makes everything just that bigger, better, more fun, crazy, intense thing. And we are shaping up to have one of the most exciting sports. Honestly, something that could that could ultimately turn into a to a to a staple in the motorsports industry in the United States. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting, and there's stuff that it's literally just around the corner when all the all the details are buttoned up. And we're allowed to talk about about it more, and all the tracks that are being built all over the country possibly all over the world the way things are looking so it's uh, it's pretty exciting that sounds that seems really really cool i'm excited about rally cross it's it's one of the disciplines and i think there's there's a fan base in north america for that type of thing it's just it's hard to get traction on it because when you think about north american motorsports you think indycar you think nascar you think you know darts and sprint cars but it's hard to to really get people to kind of tune in be like look you know rally racing is fun and exciting you just have to have that platform to show it off to to the world and show it off to the you know racing fans in the United States. Well, and I think honestly that's what we've been missing over over the years uh, with is exactly that. It's we've we've got this exciting story to tell. We've got this we've got this product that that's a lot of fun. It's good quality, intense racing, and then we're going to take what was already exciting and. And we're going to add the flair to it that Travis Pastrana and Nitro Circus bring, and and taking those, taking what these cars are capable of and what all these drivers are capable of, and 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 putting so much time and effort into making sure we can take things and push it to that next level in a safe way. And that's Pastrana's. That, that's what he's built his whole like he's built an empire off pushing things to the next level, and but doing it safely because we like we have to. It's expensive equipment. It's, it's really good equipment that we can't be tearing up. And with the extremes that we're pushing these things, it's really easy to hurt drivers as well. So they're taking all that into consideration. So when you take that, you look at the story that you have to tell, 
the thing that we've been missing in the past is the ability to, to reach people and reach those eyeballs and, and tell that story. So now we're adding to the story, but we're also coupling that with the ability to reach millions of fans all over the world through the through the Nitro Circus platform, and, and that coupled with Travis Pastrana and Ken Blanc and all these big names that are coming back into it, and, and the potential of new technology coming into the sport as well. There's just there's a lot of upside to it and we're, we're we're struggling to see much downside at all it's interesting how timing enters into all of this because i kind of feel like this is the perfect time people a lot of race fans are disenchanted with nascar for a variety of reasons um they they're not necessarily huge fans of indycar they're kind of into the whole road course sort of alternative extreme form you know of racing and and they like a lot of high energy and a lot of excitement and it feels like this is the perfect time for rally cross to step up and fill that sort of need or or desire among the fans to see something that sort of feels um just like good old-fashioned exciting racing again instead of you know, whatever they think NASCAR has turned into, and I'm certainly not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just saying that it feels like, just as an observer, this is the perfect time for something like this to emerge. It, you're 100% right. The opportunity the opportunity is now to, to come up with something. To, if you look around, and, and, and you're right, not, not agreeing or disagreeing, but one of the things that's reality is you look around, and, and we're all looking at our phones. We've got a computer yeah. in our pocket yep. at all times. We're all looking at our phones. There's new ways of consuming entertainment. There's, with, with, with so much entertainment to be had, uh, our attention spans for, for, for each individual thing are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So being able to take this, this intense action and being to deliver it in, in, in short bursts, bursts of excitement and then having the ability to do that and having the network and the platform to do that, reaching so many eyeballs that, that can go straight to your phone and stream straight to your phone with people that know how to do it and know how to produce that in a way that, that it connects and, it, and, and people can, can relate to it. Like, the, the opportunity is it, it literally, it, it could be the next big thing. That is, that is and I know when uh, uh, GRX and, and uh, the Global Rallycross was around, I know some of the NASCAR guys like Kurt Busch had tested a, a car at Charlotte Motor Speedway on the dirt track. A couple of times, so there's obviously interest from the NASCAR side of things for you know rallycross and, and just doing different things. You know, than being behind the wheel of a NASCAR, uh, uh, you know, every single week for you know nine, ten months out of the year. So, um, Steve, hang on the line for a minute. I'm gonna. I got two rumors that I heard about you that I wanna. I want to get your clarification <laughs> oh, on. Um, and, uh, and, then, and then we'll let you go. We'll, we'll be back in just a second. We'll be back with more of the answer pass. Steve Arpin's on the line. We'll be back in just a minute. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. There's a winner from Daytona, Chase Elliott, bringing us back from a commercial break on the Strutmasters.com hotline. We've got uh, Steve Arpin with us, a former NASCAR driver turned uh, rallycross uh, superstar, X Games uh, Olympian, you name it, and uh, his resume includes just about uh, everything racing-related 
um, over the course of his career. So I've heard two rumors about you. They're they're good ones, I promise. Not anything bad. Um, but I just wanted to get disappointed now, right? I wanted to get. Well, I made you think about it for a minute. Because, you know, it's like a politician. What kind of dirt are you going to dig up on here. me? That's so funny. Um, Steve's been on our show a hundred times, so he, he he knows that we we have the tendency to do that. But um, so the first rumor I heard is in, involving the SRX series that uh, Tony Stewart and Ray Everham have uh, created. I heard that your name has been put into the list of possible drivers of one of those cars during one of those driver announcement things that's coming up. And, you know, I've seen some of the drivers that they have announced, and I don't see a Canadian on the list, so I'm going to assume that you are at the top of the list as far as Canadians go in that series. So what's the rumor regarding that? Well, I'll tell you what. First and foremost, I think it's the coolest thing in the world what uh, what Ray and Tony are doing, and just two two icons of of motorsports in general. Mm-hmm. And and for the for them to be collaborating their efforts and, and building up this series, I think is just the coolest thing in the world. They they've contributed so much to the, to the sport throughout their career, and and to see them keeping on doing this is is pretty awesome. And as far as me being me being added to the added to the name list of drivers. Like first and foremost, that'd be an absolute honor. Um, Ray Ray is one of the guys that, that definitely helped me get my start down here in North Carolina. Uh, actually, it was a, it was kind of a crazy story. Carl Edwards just randomly called me and t- told me to get in his truck and drive down to Richmond to race his Silver Crown car. And at that point, I didn't even have a Hans. And and Ray Evernham took me over to the to the Simpson World here in North Carolina and bought me my first Hans years ago. So he he really helped me get going down here. And gave me my first opportunity to test and everything, and we've kept in touch over the years. And we've definitely had conversations, and uh, there's nothing official yet, but if I had the opportunity to have mine on a list, have my name on a list of drivers racing, in a, first of all, in a series for uh, with Ray Abraham and Tony Stewart, and second of all, just to be among so many other incredibly accomplished drivers that are already on that list, that would be uh, that would be something I would tell my grandkids about someday. Okay, so add your name to the list. You're going to be announced in a, in a few weeks because that sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like an unofficial announcement. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so and then the other rumor I heard, I, I know that that you guys or you were at the best in the desert uh, over the weekend. Uh, the big uh, what is it, Reno to Vegas or Vegas to Reno, wh- whichever direction you want to travel. Um, but our, our buddy Justin Lofton is, is part of that. And unfortunately, he didn't have a very good uh, a very good day. Uh, he had a DNF in his trick truck, but. Um, it, it's a fascinating race, and it's always cool to see. Lawson always checks in with me and, and lets me know how he did. That's just how I know he did do very good. Um, but uh, I know you were there during that uh, event, and so uh, I know you got some some media stuff, some social media stuff coming up in terms of videos and stuff like that. But um, what exactly were you doing in the middle of the desert in the summer? Because it was like 130 in Death Valley the other day, so um, way too hot to be there just That's to why hang they out. Call it Death Valley. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, first off, it's 2020, right? So, so regardless what the temperature is, yeah. if we have an opportunity to go race something, I don't care how hot it is. I'm jumping exactly. in. But uh, no, you. my buddy, uh, my buddy Jim Beaver called me up and asked me if I'd come out there and be a part of that thing with him. Uh, to be totally fair, it's something since this uh, since this all hit in our 2020 rallycross season got pushed to the side. We've been really looking how to diversify, and we've actually got a Can Am on our chassis plate right now. And we're building out a Can-Am to, to go racing. Uh, so we're going to try and get into that. Awesome. We're going to be looking at building high-performance kits for Can-Ams to, to really take these machines and then take them up a level, take them to the next level, and, and provide people with a competitive way to go racing at a, at a cost-effective level. So when the opportunity came up to go and experience it, uh, absolutely, I jumped right into it. 
And I tell you what, I had so much dang fun. And you want to talk about like Justin Lofton? I wish we got to run into him there. But I, yeah. I came through a corner. It was at night at this point, and I just piled through. I think it was his left rear quarter panel that was laying in the middle of one of the turns, and I ran that thing over pretty aggressively. So uh, that's funny. I'm, I'm a, he's going to be on the show in a few weeks. So I'm going to, I'm going to get into, to, you know, I'll, I'll give him your address. Like if you want your quarter panel back, I know where to get it. Uh, so yeah, I, I, can... I could tell you exactly where to get it, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was so much fun. Had the absolute time of my life. They had some mechanical problems in the first stint, so by the time I got in, we we're I think we we're about two and a half hours behind. Yeah. But uh, just to, to have the opportunity to learn and, and experience that without all the pressure of being right in the middle of it was kind of nice too. So, but I can tell you one thing: after doing that, I promise you, without a question of a doubt. We will be back, and we are going to go do it bigger and better next time. Uh, there's, a, I know there's one coming up in September. Um, I, I can't remember what the name of it is, but uh, maybe that's something that uh, I don't even remember what the name of the race is now. But um, Lofton was telling me the other day. But um, are you looking to to maybe go and do that race in September? Well, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll post a picture of the the state of our of our car right now, our Can Am. <laughs> I, I would say September might be a long shot before this thing's ready to go. <laughs> So we got this thing tore right apart, and we're gonna go all out on it. We're gonna we're gonna build out uh, build out a pretty awesome kit. And honestly, like we're we're like I said, we're hoping to get this uh, the, this new series off the ground. And maybe if we do that, there's a there's a good place for UTVs in that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I mean, technically, all you really need is just a, a seat, a chassis, and a motor and tires, and I think you're okay. I mean, as long as you can strap yourself in, fenders don't really mean anything. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be out in the middle of the desert anyway, so who's really going to see it? Um, but anyway, uh, Steve, we, uh, go ahead. I'll tell you what. I have not, like Typically, as a race car driver, you don't feel bad, and you just want to push things as hard as you possibly can. But I have sure. never abused a piece of equipment. Like the rocks out there and everything, the abuse you put these things through yeah. is absolutely remarkable. Like right. it was, It absolutely blew my mind, so... So you definitely we have to build it up pretty strong, and I think one of the biggest challenges for those things is just endurance, being able to make it to the end. Yeah, that's that's very true. Well, best of luck with uh, with that. Best of luck with the the, the rally cross situation. As soon as all this stuff becomes uh, official, and you know Tony Stewart announces you as a driver for SRX, you got to come back on and <laughs> tell us that we told you that, that you, you told us so. Um, but uh, I, I know you guys are doing great things, and uh, I'm about to come and uh, I know your shop is just is down there in Mooresville, so I'm about to come and and check out the shop one of these days. Absolutely. Come on out. Come come check us out. All right. I'll, I'll reach out to you, Steve. Uh, be good, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> Appreciate you guys having me. No Take problem. Care. All right. Steve Arpin, everyone. Rocks in the middle of the desert. Who knew? Who, right, right, right. Who it knew? sort of blows that old America song out of the water, doesn't it? I go riding through the desert on a horse with no name. Horse steps on a rock. It's out of there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Or it sees a snake. It's going to hurt right. itself. That's the end of that. Uh, but uh, great things happening over there. I, I love the the enthusiasm behind Rallycross, and I hope that they get it off the ground because I, I think that's a discipline that, that we need here um, in the United States to kind of yeah. take some of the normalcy away from ovals and road courses all the time. So it's uh, different. It is different. Well, we like, different. Robbie we Gordon diversity. had the, the stadium, you know, the yeah. stadium truck series stadium for a while, but now they're not even doing stadiums. They're doing you know, in fields of, of oval tracks. It's yeah. Like, it's not even a true, you know, stadium, stadium. off-road. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in the days of Mickey Thompson off-road, so that was my, Oh, you know, I remember that, Yes, yeah. that was my yeah. go-to thing, you know, for off-road racing is to see, you know, the, the football stadiums turn into, you know, giant 
off-road courses and stuff like that. Yep. So um, that's obviously uh, cool to see. So we got a couple minutes before we take a commercial break. Wanted to talk about uh, we'll, we'll get to see the season again in a minute, but I want to talk about some of the paint schemes that have been announced for Darlington because there, there's some really cool paint schemes that I've seen uh, come across the wire um, lately. But uh, so Austin Dillon is going to have a Junior Johnson themed. Um, Throwback a white car with a with the the old number three on it, uh, and I think Jimmy uh, Junior's face is on it as well. Um, Kevin Harvick will have a throwback to his old uh, but, to the old Bush Series days, the old Bush Series scheme and, and things like that that uh, they had back when there was a NASCAR Bush Series. Ryan Newman will run a 1999 USAC Championship scheme from when he won the USAC Championship back in 1999, um, kind of an orange and white uh, uh, car. Tyler Reddick will uh, pay homage to Jeff Burton with a Rebestus Brakes scheme, which is really cool. The, the yeah. blue with the rainbow yep. color, that's really cool. Uh, Ryan Blaney will have a Menards blue uh, in honor of uh, Paul Menard. Uh, Clint Boyer will have a Kyle Petty Peak perform- a peak antifreeze uh, car, which is also really cool. Yep. Uh, Matt DiBenedetto has uh, Tiny Lund and uh, Marvin Ponch on his car, uh, kind of uh, paying homage to uh, past champions. Um, Joey Logano will have a Bobby Allison inspired number 22 that's red and white with the Pennzoil colors on it. Uh, Michael Annette will pay homage to his owner, Dell Jr., with an Oreo cookie paint scheme, the, the number one. I think uh, Jr. ran that. He did. It was um, one of the three cars that yeah, Jr. ran. Three cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back when he was a part time driver. Yep. Uh, Daniel Hemrick will run a purple John Andretti uh, tribute paint scheme. And uh, Jeremy Clements is probably the coolest one I've seen yet. Uh, tribute to South Carolina racers uh, Buck Baker, David Pearson, Kelly Arborough, Sam Arden, and Larry Pearson all on the on the car. Uh, kind of a tribute to North South Carolina's champions. Of course, Jeremy Clements' team is based in South, South Carolina, Carolina. So yeah, uh, that's a really cool. And then Jimmy Johnson has one. I haven't seen it yet, though. Um, but it's a honor seven-time championship paint scheme, which honors Richard Petty and Dillon. I saw it this morning. That instantly became my favorite. It is absolutely way cool um, and so fitting for his final year yeah. of full-time competition yeah. to go out with that scheme. That's it. There's Petty Blue on the hood. There's you know Earnhardt Black, Goodrich Black on the sides, and yeah, it's it's a really really cool wow. car. I'm yeah. actually to pull up while we're on yeah. commercial break. So we're gonna take a break. We'll have an Indy 500 preview, and we'll try to get to the rest of silly season news when we come back. You're watching the Inside Pass live on Facebook Live. We'll be back with more right after this. Justin Loft, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. If you're watching us live on Facebook, thank you so much for uh, tuning in on Facebook Live. We appreciate it. We we do appreciate it. If you want to catch the show in its entirety on the radio, uh, all you have to do is tune on to uh, WSIC Saturday mornings at, uh, was it 9 o'clock? 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. 9 a.m. Eastern. We're on uh, right before uh, Lenny Batiki's PRN at the track. So. Yes, and if you're not local to the Charlotte area, that's okay. WSICFM.com. Good whole Just hour and a half of motorsports talk. 9 a.m. Eastern, talk. Saturday morning. Yeah, it's so. the 90-minute horsepower hour. And a half. 90-minute horsepower hour. <laughs> That's true. All right, so uh, during the commercial break, I looked up the paint scheme that Jimmy Johnson will run. That's a pretty car. That's a pretty, pretty car. 
So yeah, yeah, it's a uh, Richard Petty blue and red and the down, down, like the uh, what is it like a skunk streak kind of from the hood to the back. Yeah, and uh, Earnhardt black on both sides. That that's a really cool car. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Wow, that trumps everything. Saw it this morning it was amazing. Uh, so uh, I want to get to Indy five hundred because it's coming up this weekend. But before we do, I wanted to wrap up what we were talking about with silly season uh, before Steve Arpin was on the phone. Uh, we talked about RCR and their Xfinity program and kind of the uncertainty about what what happens with the guys in on that team. Um, there's also this little rumor going around that Denny Hamlin is looking to buy a NASCAR team, um, which was one of the reasons why he was on a boat with, uh, you know, Hendrick and, and Gordon just kind of getting pointers about, you know, how to own a team, I guess. Um, but rumors have him possibly buying majority stake in RPM Motorsports, which would then give Toyota that 16 that they need on the Toyota side, um, and give uh, Denny Hamlin some ownership in the, in the NASCAR world. And, you know, kind of a fun fact. Uh, the age that he is right now is the exact same age that both uh, Tony Stewart was when he decided to bail and, and go join his own team. And um, I, there was another uh, driver turned owner that left about the same time, and I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. But well, here's here's the here's the interesting thing about this. So we've got this team that's over there at RCR, Richard Petty Motorsports, and you got Bubba Wallace. Okay, now Bubba Wallace obviously has become a bigger voice and a bigger uh, brand and, and a lot of things have been going on good, bad and different this year. It's been um, Denny Hamlin has a strong tie to Michael Jordan. And so the Jordan brand, um, you know, again, is nothing has been said about Michael Jordan being involved in this, but um, just, I'm just saying that Denny has a brand outside of just being Denny Hamlin right. that he's, you know, really pushing and, and all of that, that he's heavily involved with. So um, if he decides to do this and there does seem to be at least some smoke here, if not some fire, you know, this doesn't seem to be something that's just kind of, it's not a left know, field rumor, cookie like a rumor that nothing, yeah. there seems to be at least some sort of smoke around this. Somebody wants it to happen. Whether Denny wants it to happen as bad as other people do, I don't know, but we'll find out. But the rumor is it becomes a two-car team. Mm -hmm. So the 95 has been sold, and that's going away from Toyota. So we bring in this new team, whatever it would be called, probably still Richard Petty, but of course you get, I, I mean, Denny might, Petty Hamlin Motorsports, who knows? But you, you bring it to Toyota, you add a team by doing that, because I got two cars that replace the one that's been sold. Okay, you got Bubba Wallace that you bring back into a, a, a stable where he was at one time with Joe Gibbs. So he's back in that sort of family. And, you know, what possibilities are there for Bubba with the Jordan brand? Right. You know, and, and then there's a lot of talk about, you know, who ends up in the other car. Um, I've heard Kyle Larson's name mentioned. I'm not sure of that. Uh, again, lots of rumors. But Toyota does need more affiliates because they are the most aggressive driver development team on the planet. And, as you know, we we've talked about before, eventually, you know, we're going to run out of cars for these young drivers coming up through trucks and Xfinity to get into, because once you put young drivers in all the main seats, unless they aren't performing well, they're not going anywhere for a while. So it, it becomes a weight. It, it's almost, you know, like take a number and wait till right, one of exactly. them decides to move or move to another car or retire. So it's, this I think you're going to see more of this type of idea here. The big teams or the manufacturers, 
you know, now they got to dip down. Mm-hmm. You know, they, there's no elite teams available for them. So Richard Petty Motorsports, like a JTG Doherty, you know, a front row. I mean, you know, I think they're going to get more prominence here and more of these more of these manufacturers are going to look at these teams now as let's elevate them and, and use that for, mm-hmm. for our kind of our rookie or triple-A kind of drivers if, that we're developing. If Toyota's backing the team, you know, I mean, there, there's going to be money there because Toyota's going to want, obviously, right. development, you know, talent. This would be kind of a Michael so. Waltrip racing scenario, I feel right. like, if it happens. Right. You yeah. know, well, and it's just, but it's interesting. I mean, you know, you'd think Kyle Busch, but Kyle doesn't seem to want to. So, right. you know, if Denny wants to, um, then there's no reason why he shouldn't. I mean, um, and then you say, well, does Denny go and drive for his own team? Heck no. He's the, he's not leaving Joe Gibbs. Right. I mean, why would you give up the car that you're winning five, six races a year with and running for the championship to go drive for your own team? You right. know, I, I see this very much as Dale Earnhardt. You know, he ran for Richard Childress, but owned his own team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I absolutely. think that's that's what this becomes, if it becomes anything. Right. So we got about like uh, I got a, about a minute left. I wanted to quickly uh, get your thoughts on the Indy 500 pole sitter Marco Andretti. We, we will talk more about the Indy 500 Ooh. tomorrow on Madness. Yes, we've got Joel Sebastianelli tomorrow night. We're going to do a whole bunch of Indy 500 stuff. But yes, uh, I, I, Marco's amazing. I I really want him to win a 500. I mean, his dad never could, never did. Um, you know, I'd like to see him i'd like to see him get one and i think he's got his best shot obviously on sunday okay there you go so uh, as he said jules sebastianelli will be on tomorrow on uh, motorsports madness next week on our show we have a uh, nick the group because it's the end of the month and ratings don't matter uh so uh, we will see you guys <laughs> next week on the answer pass he's gonna kill me for that um our thanks Please to steve arpin for no he won't uh, our thanks to steve arpin for joining us today we'll keep up with the latest news on uh, all of our all of the social media platforms we'll see you guys tomorrow night on madness next week on the answer pass be safe, everyone.